Hello, this is Pastor Arlene Romaine, and you are listening to Listen, Live, and Learn, where we listen to hear God's Word in order to live it out in our daily lives and learn by applying the scriptures about ourselves, our world, and our God. I'm so glad you're here, so let's get started. Welcome back, my friends. It is good to be here with you once again. I am grateful for you. This is Listen, Live, and Learn, our 21st podcast. And I know that I have listeners across the world. And so wherever you may be this day, my friend, I give thanks for you for joining me here as we dive into God's Word so that we can discover how we are called to live and what it is that God expects of us as Christ's followers, as Christian disciples living in our world and in our time. It is good for me to know that I have brothers and sisters scattered throughout the world, and so wherever it may be, that you are listening to this podcast this day, know that I am grateful for you. I am grateful to have brothers and sisters across the world who share the Christian faith with me. Today we're going to be turning our attention to where we left off last time, beginning to read the Gospel of Matthew at chapter 12. And we will read through to verse 21. So Matthew chapter 12, verse 1 through 21 this time. So let's see what the Lord has waiting for us today. At that time, Jesus went through the grain fields on the Sabbath. His disciples were hungry and they began to pick some heads of grain and eat them. When the Pharisees saw this, they said to Jesus, Look, your disciples are doing what is unlawful on the Sabbath. Jesus answered them, Haven't you read what David did when he and his companions were hungry? He entered the house of God, and he and his companions ate the consecrated bread, which was not lawful for them to do, but only for the priests. Or haven't you read in the law that on the Sabbath the priests in the temple desecrate the day and yet are innocent? I tell you that one greater than the temple is here. If you had known what these words mean, I desire mercy, not sacrifice, you would not have condemned the innocent. For the Son of Man is Lord of the Sabbath. Then going on from that place, Jesus went into their synagogue, and a man with a shriveled hand was there. Looking for a reason to accuse Jesus, they said to him, Is it lawful to heal on the Sabbath? Jesus said to them, 
If any of you has a sheep and it falls into a pit on the Sabbath, will you not take hold of it and lift it out? How much more valuable is a man than a sheep? Therefore, it is lawful to do good on the Sabbath. Then he said to the man, Stretch out your hand. So the man stretched it out, and it was completely restored, just as sound as the other. But the Pharisees went out, and they plotted how they might kill Jesus. Aware of this, Jesus then withdrew from that place, and many followed him, and he healed all their sick, warning them not to tell who he was. This was to fulfill what was spoken through the prophet Isaiah. Here is my servant, whom I have chosen, the one I love in whom I delight. I will put my spirit upon him, and he will proclaim justice to the nations. He will not quarrel or cry out. No one will hear his voice in the streets. A bruised reed he will not break, and a smoldering wick he will not snuff out, till he leads justice to victory. In his name, the nations will put their hope. I love these, voice, these verses about the Sabbath. It is a reminder to us that man has been given a gift that in God's establishing of the seventh day as a day of rest, it is for our benefit. Surely there have been all sorts of rules regarding the Sabbath day in the past, and truly, the Sabbath day for God's people prior to the church. For the Hebrew people, the Sabbath day is Saturday. But for we who are Christ followers, we worship and dedicate ourselves to the Lord anew once again on our Sabbath day, which now is Sunday. But the reality is every seventh day, our bodies, our minds, our emotions, and our spirit needs a rest, a day that is holy. Now that word holy literally means set apart. And so every seventh day, we are called to have a day set apart, set apart from all the other days of our week, from Monday through Saturday, or whatever your week may look like. For six days, whatever days those may be, we labor. And on the sev seventh day, we are called to rest. And we rest best when we rest in the Lord. That is why 
on the Sabbath day we worship. We rededicate ourselves to the Lord, putting God above all else on the Sabbath day. And looking back over our week, those other six days that we have been laboring, looking for the places in our lives where the Lord has blessed us and raising up our praises to God for all of it. But this time of rest also gives us an opportunity to search ourselves, to look back over our lives at the ways in which God is perhaps trying to grow us, admitting the places that we have fallen short and vowing to do better, handing over our sins once again to the Lord, knowing and trusting that truly they are forgiven, repenting of the ways in which we fall short of being the people that God desires and calls us to be, and resting, resting our minds, resting our bodies, and resting our spirits. Surely we need this every seventh day, this opportunity to be restored and reset so that we might go back out into the world for the next six days and try again. That we would live our lives confident that we have another Sabbath day coming. We labor for six, and the seventh day is a holy day set apart from all the rest. Now I know for some of you, some of you work seven days a week. The world in which we live has made that necessary for some. And so when that is the case, I encourage you to find a Sabbath moment even if it is not an entire day. If you are one of the people in the world who must work every day, take part of one of those days and make a holy moment within it. Find a time to worship, a time to turn your heart and your mind and your cares and your burdens over to the Lord once again. Find a holy hour for worship. A holy half day. As much as you are able to every sixth day claim a holy moment for yourself. Because that moment is your gift. It is given to you by a loving God who desires more than anything else to be in a relationship with us. And we in the world today have such a way of claiming that we are just too busy for church, for God. We have such busy, important lives that 
God falls off of our radar screen, that Christ becomes an afterthought, that reading scripture becomes one thing too many to fit into a busy life, that worship and time spent in fellowship with fellow believers and community as the church becomes optional. But God, in these verses, reminds us it is not optional. It is essential. A relationship with our Lord is essential. And it need not be governed by nitpicky rules or undue, unrealistic expectations. Jesus tells those who are criticizing his disciples for picking grain on the Sabbath because they were hungry that it is okay to do what is necessary on the Sabbath. It is okay to eat. It is okay to cook. It is okay to pull one's sheep out of a ditch. It is okay. But it is also essential that we take that moment, that we take that hour, that we take that half of a day, or if we are fortunate enough, an entire day and dedicate it to restoring our relationship with God and putting God first in our lives once again. Turning to the scriptures and praying and seeking out the Lord's face without the burden of doing those things that we must, but choosing instead to do those things that give life and restore our souls so that the rest of the week we can do what must be done. I encourage you to take your Sabbath time to find a holy moment once a week. I pray that that holy moment might be more than just a moment for you, that it might be truly a Sabbath day, one dedicated to the Lord. Until next time, my friends, be well.